Happy 2022. Can you believe it? It is 2022, which is wild. I can't believe it. It seems like 2021 just got here, and here we are, 2022. So um, I'm excited to be here. Um, If you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to Genesis chapter 5, put one finger there, and then put another finger over in Hebrews chapter 11. So Genesis chapter 5, and then another finger over at uh, Hebrews chapter 11. You know, um, every year, the beginning of the year, we take a little bit of time and we go through our core values as a church. And so if, um, you know, maybe you've been with us for a while, it'd be a great refresher, or maybe this is your first January that you've been with us. And if this is your first January that you've been with us, you can learn a little bit more about our church. And so for those of you who don't know, um, we have this little board here, and um, we have four core values that we have as a church, okay? So we have faith, community, worship, and evangelism. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be going over um, our core values as a church. And so uh, can you guys say with me, faith, community, worship, and evangelism. One more time. Faith, community, worship, evangelism. This time, say it in your best British accent, okay? Faith, community. I said that before was like Australian. <laughs> worship, 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 and <laughs> evangelism. I don't know. I'm sorry. I tried to mix it up a little bit for you guys. Evangelism. That sounds it's like Jersey. Okay. I apologize. So we have, we have four core values that we have as a church. And so for over the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about our different core values. And um, I would like to let you guys know that I have some fresh manna for us today. So are you guys excited? Some fresh manna for you today. So um, today we're going to be talking about the core value of faith. How many of you guys have faith this morning? How many of you guys don't have faith this morning? Raise your hand. Faith this morning? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Faith. So we're going to be talking about faith this morning. So um, we're first going to read in Genesis chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. It says this. It says, Enoch Enoch lived uh, 65 years and begot Methuselah. And after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Now we're going to go over to Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Can you look to your neighbor and say, I can testify this morning? I can testify this morning. By faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made uh, of things that are visible. And then going down in verse 5, it says, By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony. Look to your neighbor and say, testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was found and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this 
testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, passively, who passively, passively seek him, those who occasionally seek him, those who seek him part-time, no, those who diligently seek him. Lord, speak to us this morning through your word. Minister to us this morning through our word, may, through your word. May you strengthen us in our faith. May you equip us in our faith. May you move us and challenge us and convict us and transform us and mold us and refine us. Burn us with your fire, Father, in your holy name. Amen. So we're talking about faith this morning. And um, so I'm just going to kind of take a look at again, at the character named Enoch in the Bible, look at his life and kind of see a couple different ways that maybe, a couple different things that he had that can maybe apply to us. All right, are you guys with me? So Enoch means dedicated. Uh, Many theologians have uh, speculated um, about Enoch and they, you know, he's he's one of the two people in the Bible that it appears uh, never saw death. Crazy, huh? We have Enoch who walked with the Lord for 300 years, and then the Lord took him away. And then we have Elijah, yes. So two men in the Bible who never seem to, it, seemed, it looks like they didn't face death. Now, now, if you look at the Bible, there are about four different people named Enoch. And so this is specifically the Enoch that's mentioned in Genesis chapter 5. But there's four different men named Enoch. I guess it's a popular, it was a popular name back. Do you guys know anyone by the name of Enoch? You do? You do? You don't? Oh, you don't? Okay, yeah. So it's, it's kind of an... It's, a lot of people back in biblical times were named Enoch, but he was a character that, um, yeah, it's crazy when you think about it. Like, he walked with the Lord, and the Lord just took him away. I mean, do, do you think about that type of faith that someone would have, where, where the Lord is like, you know what? You, you've been spending so much time with me. You're so close to me that I'm just going to pull you into my presence. I mean, w- wouldn't that be cool if you didn't have to experience death? I mean, wouldn't that be, like, if you're just, like, totally submerged in the presence of the Lord so much that the Lord just, you didn't have to face that? You know, it's a, and, and I look at Enoch, I'm like, oh my God, he's this guy who, who walked with God and had this incredibly close relationship with God. And I, I look at Enoch, and I think about faith, and I wonder to myself, um, how can I perhaps be like Enoch, how can I have this type of, like, like, what did Enoch have that set him apart from everyone else in the Bible? Like, 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 like to, 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 what set him apart? And when I look at scripture, this is, I think, what I see when I read about Enoch. I think we can see, if you, if, if you, look, if you look at the passage, actually, first, if you go back to verse um, 2, Verse one and two. It, it's this is kind of like the passage of this uh, passage of scripture is called the Hall of Faith or Hall of Fame, Hall of Faith, where it speaks of all these characters. And he's kind of talk, he, he talks about Enoch. He talks about Abel. He talks about Abraham. He talks about Sarah. He talks about Noah. He talks about all these people. And he says, and, and the author of Hebrews says in verse two, he says, "For by it the elders obtained a good testimony." And then actually, if you go down in verse five, you see, "For before he was taken." He had this testimony. One of the things that I think really set Enoch apart from other people in the Bible was that he had a testimony. He had a testimony. He had faith. He had a testimony. 
Um, and I think if we can kind of look in between the line, we read between the lines, we can see from Genesis chapter 5 that he lived for about 65 years. And after he was 65 years, he began to walk with the Lord. And then he walked with the Lord for 300 years. So for 65 years, I think he was kind of maybe doing his own thing. And then for 300 years, he allowed God to guide his life. I, if you think about a testimony, and a testimony is like, this is the way that I was, and now this is the way that I am. In fact, a few weeks ago, we heard a wonderful testimony from my brother John back there, where he talked about the way that he was and the way that God has transformed him and the way that he is now. And a testimony is the way that you were and the way that God has changed and the way that God has transformed you. It's just like kind of the way that they were and the way that the, and the way that the, and the way that they were and the way that they are now. And so one of the beautiful things that I see about him is that it says that he he had this testimony where where people looked at him and they saw that he was someone when he was sixty five years old and earlier, and now he is someone different, and that God has changed him and God had transformed him and God had moved in his life. And I don't know if you guys realize, but when you come into a relationship with God, there's, there's a change that happens there. There's a, there's a transformation that happens there. Like, like at one time, maybe you were doing your own thing and you were seeking and you were, you were seeking and you were seeking. And then when you come into a relationship with God, suddenly you found something, right? At one time, your life maybe was full of death and corruption and despair. And then when you come into a relationship with God, suddenly you have hope and you have life and you have light, and your life is changed and transformed. So when we look at Enoch, we can see for 65 years, he was kind of doing his own thing, and then he came, like he had this testimony. When people met him, they knew that he had this testimony. And, and, and some of you maybe were here this morning, and you haven't come into a, into a relationship with Jesus. And I want to encourage you that maybe you've been searching, and you've been looking, and you've been trying to find something. I want to encourage you this morning that the Lord can give you a testimony like he can, he can change you, he can transform you, he can move in your life. It doesn't matter where you came from, right? Like, like, does it, like, like you can have a past of uh, corruption and despair. In fact, in scripture that says that Jesus said this, come to, come to me, all of you who are rich and powerful. No, he doesn't say that. He says, come to me, all of you who have it all put together, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say, come to me, all of you who are, come to me, all of you who have a lot of money in your bank account. He doesn't say that. Come to me, all of you who wear a nice suit on Sunday mornings. He doesn't say that. Come to me, all of you elders of the church. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, come to me, all of you who are, he says, come to me, all of you who are weak. Come to me, all of you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The Lord wants to give you a testimony this morning, which is powerful. The Lord wants to give you a testimony. And Enoch had a testimony. But it's interesting because when, 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 you, when you look at it, it says that, that, that it says, without faith it is impossible to please God. For, for, so, so first of all, back in verse, let me back up for a second. I got ahead of myself here. It says back in verse, um, oh, in verse 5, it says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not, found, was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. His testimony was that he pleased God. His reputation, this is what he was commended for, that he pleased God. And then you kind of wonder, like, well, how do, I, how do I please God? What exactly does that mean? And he actually answers that in the next verse. He says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
For he who comes to God must um, believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So he had a testimony of someone who pleased God. And in order to please God, first of all, you have to have faith. But second of all, you have to believe that he is. Now, now, now if you look at that really closely, it doesn't, it, it, like, it, like it doesn't say you, you must believe that... Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, like, he, like he is is personal, right? Like you, you, you must believe that he... Like it, our view of God shapes... Shapes the way that we view ourselves. We must believe that He is and that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Like we're saved by grace through faith and we're saved through Christ's redemptive work on the cross. But once we're saved, we're called to please God by living out our faith. So we're saved by grace through faith and it's through Christ's redemptive work on the cross. But once we're saved, We're called to please God by living out our faith, by living by faith. Now, some people will say, you know, oh, I'm saved. Now I'm good. I've got my ticket. I'm punched to heaven. Other people will say, um, I've already put in my time. You should have seen me back in the 1990s, uh, turn of the century. I was awesome. I was like, but if you look, it says, if any, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently... I went and looked at some other translations because I wondered if they got it right, but other translations say those who passionately or those who earnestly or one who keeps on looking for him. Like Enoch was a character who kept on looking for God. He was a character who diligently sought after God. He was someone who was passionately seeking after God. He was someone that kept on looking for him. And I wonder what our testimony will be someday when we stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Will we, be, will we have a testimony? Will someone look at us and say, you know what? Evan was, um, well, they say, Evan was someone who, who knew who God was, and he was someone who sought Diligently sought Jesus. Or will they say, Evan was someone who was funny? Will they say, Evan was like, well, I wonder what my testimony will be. Like, Evan was someone that um, saved money for his kids for college, which is a good thing. Evan was someone who um, was a Michigan fan, amen? Uh, even though they got beat yesterday, praise the Lord. Uh, Evan was someone that liked to whittle. Evan was someone that liked to work on it. But I wonder, like, I, wonder what my, I wonder what your testimony will be someday when you stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Will you be someone that, 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 that they say, that the Lord is able to say, listen, um, Sue had faith, and she knew who God was, and she diligently sought him. You know, Emily was someone that had faith. She knew who God was, and she diligently sought him. Sarah was someone that had faith. She knew who God was. And she did diligently sought him. Or will they look at, or will the Lord, Lord look at us and be like, well, you kind of had faith. You kind of knew who I was. And you sought me for a season in your life. 
You sought me for a, a, a season back in the, you know, a decade ago. You sought me for a season for a portion of time, and then you kind of did your own thing. Like, can God look, will God be able to look at you and say, you had faith, you knew who he was, and you diligently, you passionately, you continued to seek him. You know, what I see in church so often is people that follow God in seasons. They come and they pursue him for a short time. They come and they pursue him for a short time. And then the worries of life, the struggles of life, the difficulties of life, even sometimes the goodness of life gets in the way, right? Like they, they're following the Lord and they're like, man, my life is going good now, so I don't have to worry about this any longer. You know, now I'm like, like everything's put together. It, it, it's crazy because I feel like it's, it's much easier to fall away from the Lord than it is to draw into him. It's like our sinful nature. It pulls us and it twists us and it corrupts us and pushes us away. And, and sometimes what I find is when I look at my life, I'm like, oh my goodness, at one time, Man, I was diligently seeking him, but now I feel like I've tripped and I've slipped. And I, sometimes I don't even realize it. I look, I'm like, oh my goodness. One time I was, I was faithfully reading the Bible and prophesying to my family, you know, and now I'm like eating ding-dongs and watching the football game. I don't know, whatever. But, but, but will we be able to say, will the Lord be able to say of us that we had faith, that we knew who he is, that we diligently sought him. Enoch had a testimony. He had a testimony. Enoch also got excited. I'm sorry. Enoch also, not only did he have a testimony, but Enoch also walked with God. Look at it again in Genesis chapter 5. After, after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years. Can you imagine walking with someone for 300 years? But he walked with God for 300 years, and he had sons and daughters for 300 years. Oh, my goodness, okay? So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not for God took him. So Moses is saying again and again that Enoch walked with God. He walked with God. When I read this, I feel like, man, there's something interesting about him just mentioning this walking once, and he mentions it again, and then they mention it again in, in, in Hebrews, a walk, a walk, a walk. And I think, man, there, there's something interesting about an intentional daily walk. Can you look to your neighbor and say, intentional daily walk? Now say it in your best Australian accent. Your intentional daily <laughs> Walk. I don't know. You're intentional. There's something interesting about an intentional daily walk where nothing interrupts you, um, nothing interferes. Um, there's something about setting aside personal time with the Lord. Like some people, I think, will go from Sunday to Sunday, or they'll go from Christmas to Christmas, they'll go from Easter to Easter, but there's something very important about an intentional daily walk. It says that Enoch walked with the Lord for 300 years. I mean, there's something, I don't know how many days that is. That's a lot of days. 300 years he walked 
with the Lord. It didn't say that he was running, but that he was walking with the Lord. I think we can see Paul also kind of alluding to this in the book of Galatians, where he's talking about the spirit, and he's talking about the sinful nature. And he's like, hey, man, man listen, you can, you can either walk in the spirit, or you can walk in the sinful nature. And there's like this conflict that's there. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, he says, so I say then, walk in the spirit, so, and you shall not fulfill the desires, the lusts of the flesh. Walk, and this, they're, they're, they're conflicting here. And, and, and then back down in Galatians chapter 5, verse 25, he says, if you live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. There's, there's something interesting there. There's something powerful about an intentional, daily walk. Walking in the Spirit. It isn't, it isn't terribly exciting. It's not glamorous. It's not fantastic at times. But there's something powerful about an intentional daily walk. And I kind of I feel like I sense the Spirit speaking this morning. Father, I just pray right now that you'll minister to us, Father. I pray that you'll touch hearts and minds this morning, Father. I, I just pray, I, I feel like there are people here this morning that have set aside uh, their walk with you. And I pray right now that you will uh, rekindle that fire within their hearts, Father. I pray that they won't be a Sunday to Sunday Christian. They won't be a Christmas to Christmas uh, Christian or Easter to Easter Christian. But Father, I just pray that they will passionately pursue you every single day. God, I pray that in Scripture says that if any man were to come after me, he must pick up his cross, deny himself, and follow me daily. And Father, I just pray that you'll equip them and strengthen them through your spirit and your holy name. I was thinking about this. Um, There was a man in the Old Testament who um, had incredible power. He had incredible might. Is anyone here this morning strong? Raise your hand. Emily, praise the Lord. Truett, praise the Lord. Uh, Mitchell, I think I see you raising your hand. Incredibly strong. In fact, it says in Scripture that he, he killed 3,000 people with the jawbone of a donkey. Incredibly strong. It says, in fact, that he um, was chosen by God um, from birth and that he never cut his hair. Can you imagine that? I mean, long, flowing, beautiful hair. Um, amazing hair, just like Renee back there, beautiful hair, praise the Lord. And um, long, beautiful hair. He was, uh, he was called to be the, a deliverer and a judge of Israel. Uh, he killed a lion with his bare hands. No, 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 no spear, no sword, no, no, no nothing. He had everything. He was powerful, mighty, filled with the Spirit, incredibly powerful, just like Ken. Just in, incredibly manly, very, he had everything. And look at this. In Judges chapter 16, verse 16, it says, It came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death. There's this man chosen by God, powerful, mighty, long hair, killed thousands of Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey, ripped apart a lion with his bare hands, and when it came to pass, when she pestered him daily, you might feel like you have all the strength in the world. You might feel like you have 
all the anointing of the Spirit. You might feel like you've been in church for 30 years, 40 years, 10 years, 5 years, whatever. You might feel like you are completely equipped. But when the enemy comes at you day in and day out, and and some of you guys know what I'm talking about this morning. The enemy has been at your back. He's been attacking you. When the enemy comes at you again and again and again, if you are not spending daily, intentional, daily time with God, eventually your soul will be vexed to death. Enoch had a testimony. Enoch walked with God. And Enoch prophesied. The worship team can come back up. Enoch, Enoch prophesied. He prophesied. Um, he pleased God. He walked with God. He walked in the spirit. He, 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 he did all these things. And, but actually, if you take a look back in, over in uh, Jude, it's interesting. He prophesied about the ungodliness of the church, and he called it out, which is kind of wild. So what, he, like, he had a testimony. He walked with God. But also he wasn't afraid to say what was right. You know, faith, faith is a couple different things. Faith is, is coming to an understanding of who God is, right? It's having faith, obviously. It's, it's coming to an understanding of God, who God is. It's diligently seeking him. It's walking with him. But also it's, it's being willing to speak the truth. Take a look in Jude chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. It says, Enoch, the seventh uh, from Adam, prophesied about them. He said, see, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands on his holy, on, on his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all of them uh, of all of their ungodly acts they have committed in their ungodliness. And of all the defiant words, ungodly sinners have spoken against him. You know, there's, it, it, it's, it, it's interesting because I think sometimes we think that um, once we come into a relationship with Jesus, that we can keep on living the, the type of life that we were living before. We think, well, now that I know God, his grave covered all my sins, I can keep on doing whatever I want to do, right? But, but there, there, there's, there's a portion, there's a piece of us where when God comes and he moves and he changes and he trans, he sets us apart and he makes us holy, And we are called by faith to speak truth. Amen? Enoch had a testimony. Enoch walked with God. And Enoch prophesied. God, I just pray this morning for your word to continue to speak. I pray that you continue to minister to us, Father. God, I I thank you that you've given us... um, faith, a a present substance for a future reality. God, I pray right now for those of us who uh, maybe um, we've been struggling in our walk. Maybe we've been kind of living on both sides of the track. Father, I pray right now that you'll convict us and move us and change us and transform us in your holy name, Father. God, for, for those of us maybe this morning that are fearing, feeling weary, we've, we've been, maybe we've been walking for a while, we've been feeling weary and we've, and we've uh, drifted away, Father, may you draw us back into you, Father. May you give us the strength and the faith and the, and the power to just come back to you, Father. And God, as we sing this one song one last time, may you minister in your holy name.